0: What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelley Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate laugh and cry because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. Hello everyone, we have April O'Brien on the episode today. I'm so excited. She's a fellow Minnesota girl. Mm -hmm. Heyo. Hi. (laughs) And then we just got a ton of snow. How do you feel about that?
1: (laughs) I'm just ready to be over with the snow. Right?
0: Right. All right. So April, I'm just going to throw it at you and I want you to start
1: wherever you want to with your story. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the beginning of my journey. Um, So my husband and I were married in September of 2013, um, and we knew that we wanted to be married for a year or so before trying to have a baby just wanted to make sure, you know, I still like him. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just want to enjoy marriage. Anyway, I had the Mirena IUD and it was, um, about to be ready to take out. So, um, I had that removed in about May and I was just going to let my body regulate, get back to normal. I didn't have my period, um, the whole time I had the IUD and then, um, to our excitement we found out we were expecting a month later, um so it happened a lot faster than I was expecting. Did they give um, you the
0: okay to try right away after you yeah they didn't for me too. I had Paragard, which is an
1: i u d okay, yeah, they're just like, go ahead whenever your period comes back, um and you can just go for it so um my pregnancy with my son was pretty normal. um I did have a few bumps in the end um. When at my 20-week ultrasound with him, um, they di- they found a cyst on his umbilical cord, and they weren't really sure what it was. Um, so they were just gonna watch it. And then with higher ultrasounds, they found it was called an umbilical varix, um, which I had no idea what that was. I had never heard of it, but apparently, it's where the umbilical cord is dilated or bigger where it connects to the baby. So, um, they were saying, you know, I'm at high risk for, um, for the umbilical cord clotting off or having a stillbirth. So I was just so freaked out. Oh,
0: that's terrifying. Yeah.
1: Um, and so they're like, you know, um, we're going to probably have to deliver him early and you're going to have to be coming in for testing all the time. So, um, the whole last half of my pregnancy, I had to go in three times a week, um, for monitoring, but you know, everything was great the whole time. Um, and he ended up, um, there, they kept pushing back the delivery date. They are like, okay, we'll do a C-section at 34, 38 weeks. Sorry. Um, and he was breached now too. So, um, so then my water broke at 37 weeks and I ha- had a C-section and he was perfectly healthy, seven pounds, four ounces, um, love of our life. But yeah, so, being pregnant wasn't the greatest for me. Um, So that kind of explains why we delayed (laughs) doing it again for a while. Um, And he was kind of a challenging little newborn. So um, we just weren't really decided on if we were going to have another baby or not. Um, So fast forward um, to this fall in October of 2018. Our son was three now. um, And I was just feeling kind of off. So I took a pregnancy test and it had a very faint line on it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, I, so I told my husband right away, and he was like, "Oh, this line is way too faint to be a positive." Oh, he's like, "Why do know,
0: husbands? Why do husbands think that?" I know. He's like, "Did you?"
1: He's like, "Where's your red marker? Did you draw this on here?" So I, you know, so I don't think he believed me, and he. I don't know why guys, they're like, oh, they have to be the same color. Yeah,
0: it's like, dude, aligns, aligns.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, um, I'll just go buy some more tests and I'll do it again tomorrow. And I went and got like one of those digital ones that says yes or no. Um, So he gets up really early for work. um, So I got up early the next day and I took the test and I was so nervous um, that I just was like, can you read it for me? And um he said sure and i'm like what does it say and he was like it says no <laughs> and so i ran in and grabbed it out of his hand and it said yes oh. and so he, he likes to tease me and so i <laughs> was like i i slugged him in the arm and i was like oh, okay so i was like oh my gosh you know this is really happening um i was super nervous and happy and scared just all at the same time um so i ma- i called my ob and she's like, okay, I want to see you around seven weeks to come in for an ultrasound. Um, so we went in, uh, my husband came with me, to the ultrasound, and we saw a little baby up on the screen with a heartbeat. Um, and so they're like, okay, you're about seven weeks, two days. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, this is real. I think he believes me that I'm pregnant now. Um, and so I immediately went out and I got a little shirt for our son that says I'm going to be a big brother. Um, and I wanted to tell my sister, you know, right away. So, um, I got the shirt and I put it on him and I went over to my sister's house and it took her forever to notice notice. the shirt. (laughs) I'm like, what the heck are you going to read this shirt? (laughs) So she was so excited and she was crying and she was so happy for us. Um, and then we, we told our parents cause it was right around Halloween too. So I had him, he had that little shirt on, um, at our Halloween party too. And they uh, were just so excited and crying and cause they didn't really think we were going to have another baby. So, yeah. So, um, just in the next weeks, everything was going fine. I was feeling fine, just tired. And, um, we had, like, family pictures done, and I had bought, like, you know, a sign that said or for my son that he was going to be a big brother. And we bought, like, a little onesie that said Baby O'Brien coming just because that's how we were planning on doing our reveal. Um, and my husband was getting the nursery ready, all that, so we were just full force ready in with the baby. Um, so I made the 10-week appointment, and that was right after Thanksgiving, I didn't have my husband come that time because I was just, um, gonna go in for blood work. Um, I was going to do the genetic testing since, um, I am 35 and we also wanted to find out the gender early. So that's the main reason why we're doing it. (laughs) But, um, so I was at the appointment and, um, I just laid on the exam table and my doctor got out the Doppler to listen to the heartbeat. And she's like, don't worry. You know, if we don't hear it, it's okay. Sometimes we don't hear it until 11 weeks or so. Um, So of course she couldn't find the heartbeat on the Doppler. And so I was just thinking, okay, she said, we might not hear it. And um, you know, it'll be okay. But um, she pulled in like a little small ultrasound machine into the room and, um, she was scanning my stomach with it for a while. And I could just tell by her face that something wasn't right. Um, so I was just like, what's wrong, what's going on? Cause she wasn't saying anything. And she was like looking really hard at the monitor. Um, and she's like, have you already done an ultrasound? Um, and I said, yes, I did. So I was confused on why she was asking me the, all these questions Um, And she said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing any blood flow or heartbeat on the monitor. So my heart just sank at that point. um, And she just, she's like, the baby looks smaller than it should. It's measuring like an eight week baby. Um, I'm holding, she's like, I'm holding out hope for you, but it doesn't look good right now. Um, So I was just sitting there. I think I was in shock. I didn't really know what to feel or say at that point. Um, just because I'm like, I saw the baby, you know, Mm -hmm. in our, our ultrasound, it had a heartbeat. Um, I didn't have any symptoms. I didn't have bleeding. I didn't have cramping. I didn't have anything that would, um, indicate that that was happening. Yeah, exactly. So I was definitely blindsided. Um, I didn't, even think that that would happen to me at all, even though I know how common it is.
0: I don't think anything Um,
1: prepares you for it. That's for sure. And so um, I just like in the office, it was almost like an out of body experience for me. I was just sitting there like in shock. Um, I wasn't crying or anything. And she was just staring at me and she's like, are you okay? You know, you're not saying anything. Do you have questions Um, and so I was like, I don't really know what to say, (laughs) honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I was just still holding on to a glimmer of hope that she was wrong. Um, they have, they don't really have high tech ultrasound machines at my doctor's office. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just like an old machine or something. Um, or she's wrong. But at that point she, started talking about miscarriage options, you know, she's talking about DNC, about taking the medication, um, all of those things. So I was just kind of like, I don't understand why she's talking to me about this already when we haven't confirmed anything. Um, so um, she's like, you know, I'm going to have you go to a high-level ultrasound and I want you to come back to the office after um, and talk with me. So I was like, okay. Um, they set up, an ultrasound and they didn't have one available for three hours later. So I'm just like, I have to sit here wondering what's happening for three hours. Um, but so I called my husband when I was walking out of the clinic and I was just like, something's not right. Can you come home? And I called my sister. Um, and then on my way home, I just, my dad was watching my son. So I stopped there and I just, I went and I just wanted to see him and I picked him up and squeezed him. And, and then I told my dad what was going on and he was just holding me and he, he just, he didn't really know what to say at that time. Um, so yeah, so I went home, my husband came home, my sister came over and just sat and cried with me. Um, and, um, my husband and I went to the ultrasound And I knew as soon as the picture came up, um, you know, there was no movement of the heart. Um, So, you know, how the texts never want to tell you what's going on. Um, But they just are scanning forever, I think, like hoping to find something. But um, she's like, I have to go get the doctor. And the doctor came in and um, looked at the scans. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I wish I had better news. But there's no heartbeat. So, um, the baby was measuring at eight weeks, six days, they said, um, and we just kind of waited until the doctor left and my husband and I just sat there and bawled our eyes out. I was, you know, I was just, was, couldn't believe that was happening at that time. Um, so anyway, we went back to my doctor's office, um, you know, and talked with her, and I decided that I was going to have a DNC. Um, I was already like, well, this baby has been in there for over a week, and it's not doing anything, and I didn't want to sit at home and you know wait for the bleeding and the cramping because I haven't heard very many good stories about that, um, mm-hmm. the medication. A lot of people end up having to have the DNC anyway. I um, think when you
0: find out too, I found it really like common for most women to just want it to be done. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, there, it just almost gives you a sick feeling Mm -hmm. to know that you, you know, you have a baby that's not alive inside you. And I was just like, you know, I want to just get this over with so I can heal and Mm -hmm. go on. Um, so, uh, my doctor, She's like, okay, I, I can do it tomorrow, um, the DNC. So, so we went home. Um, I did a lot of crying in between that and then the DNC. Um, our son just went with family. You know, I think I, wasn't, I just wasn't up with, for talking with anybody. Um, you know, I'm not really an emotional person normally, so I just don't like people to see me in that state. I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I was just felt embarrassed, um, alone. I was angry, and I was just like, "Why is this happening to me? I don't understand. Um, is there something I did wrong?" Because you know, when you find out the dating, I'm thinking back to the day. Mm-hmm. Like, did I do something that day, or did I, you know, eat something? And as I much as even you know,
0: as much as you even know that it's not your fault, mm-hmm. you will pick apart everything.
1: Yeah. Like, no matter what. I don't know why we do that to ourselves, but everyone does it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it's just I've spent a lot of time just almost being mad at myself, um, thinking that I did something wrong. Um, And then, you know, the hardest part, I think, was just telling my family and friends, um, you know, I I don't not – that many people knew I was pregnant, but I sent, you know, just a text out to, like, my closest friends and family, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're all devastated and offered support, but I'm just like, you know, I, I just want to be alone. No, I don't want you to come over with dinner, you know, Um mm-hmm. and I felt bad because it's, like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to push away my, you know, my friends and family. I love them so much, but I just... There's nothing no anybody can say to you in that moment in time to make you feel better. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: And everyone grieves differently. Exactly. I'm, I'm very similar to you where I kind of just want to be
1: alone. Okay, good. So I don't <laughs> yeah. feel so mean now. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So that Friday was the DNC. Um, they put me out for it, which was um, great. I don't think I would have done well if I was awake during that procedure. So it was like, oh, I took a little nap and... Now I'm back. Um, I didn't, it, was, it was not bad at all. I was just so nervous, like, thinking about all the pain I was going to have and the bleeding, but I really didn't have any pain, um, very, very little bleeding. Um, our doctor offered to do genetic testing on the, um, on the baby, and I declined at that time. I don't know why I did that because I definitely regret it now. Um, but I just was like you know i- I don't think I wanna know if it was a boy or a girl, and blah 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 so i didn't i ju- i decided not to do it, but wish I would have um so yeah i just I took the weekend and a few days off work um and then I went ba- back to work just like everything was normal
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i isn't it weird, like not being, pregnant after I don't even know how to explain it but like even drinking like a glass of wine
1: exactly I just you know I I felt empty yes I'm sure you know how that feels and it's just like you know you you just don't even know what to feel but it just is a very weird feeling um and so you know I just I pretty much like buried myself in work just to not think about it I think um um and um There was only a very few people that I work with even knew about it. So I was just like, I'm going to go on. They didn't even, people didn't know why I was gone from work. And I just kept it that way just because I wasn't, I didn't want to talk about it. And I think too, I just, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. And
0: like different around. Yeah. Because I think that's the hardest thing is like, treat me normally. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not somebody who wants you to feel sorry for me. You know, it's like, I
1: just. I want to be
0: the same old me.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm sure you've, and you know, it's just, I did want to avoid that awkward conversation too. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've like people just, sometimes they don't know what to say in that moment. And it's almost like they're struggling to find something great to say to make you feel better, but nothing really anyone can say does make you feel better. So it's just like, okay, I'm just saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that or, you know, whatever is fine. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of when I started searching online and YouTube and came upon, came upon your podcast at that time. Um, and I was reading books about miscarriage, and I definitely learned there's a whole secret society out there of, of women that have had pregnancy loss that I had no idea about. Hmm. Um, and so I'm very thankful for that because it, it really did help, um, knowing I wasn't alone and listening to other people's stories. Um, I listened to podcasts to and from work and it just really helped, you know, um, help me, I think. So, um, now, um, now it's just right around New Year's. I was just kind of in that waiting period to get my period back, um, after the DNC and it wasn't coming. Um, so I just took another test for the heck of it and it was positive. And I was like, um, I, is this even possible? So I called my doctor, um, and she was like, okay, I want you to come in. I want to draw your HCG levels. And she's like, I don't want to get your hopes up because it might still be positive from your previous mm-hmm. miscarriage. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, that's probably what it is. Um, so I didn't worry about it too much. Um, and the next day I had some spotting. So I was like, okay, my, my period's coming. Um, but I still went into the office to get my labs drawn. And my numbers had gone up from the la- um, the values I had after my procedure. Um, so she's like, okay, um, I want you to come in two more times this week to see if it doubles and they did. So I was completely shocked and she's like, this appears to be a new pregnancy. So I want you to come back in two weeks for another ultrasound. So I was completely freaked out. I was just like, okay, I, I didn't think I could get pregnant in between, Um, because I didn't know if I was going to ovulate. I didn't have my period. Um, And so I I definitely just felt like, too, I wasn't ready. (laughs) I mean, I had like four weeks um, in between, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for another pregnancy right now, but I guess if I am, then I'll go with it. Um, So anyway, I went in for the ultrasound and um, at six weeks, and they could see the gestational sac and a yolk sac, but they're like, okay, there's no fetal pull yet. Um, and they're like, it's probably too early. Can you come back in another two weeks? And I'm like, Oh my God, if these people only knew how bad my anxiety is right now. Uh And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so does that mean there's not going to be a baby? Is there too early? Um, so I have anxiety as it is. So just that two week wait was terrible um, waiting to go back. So, um, so anyway, I went back in two weeks later and, um, I had my sister came with me because my husband like had a work meeting or something and he couldn't go and she knew I was so nervous. Um, so she came and, um, as soon as they put the wand in, you know, you could see a little baby up on the screen. Um, with the heartbeat, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, there is a baby now." Um, and they're like, "Okay, it's measuring at eight weeks, one day. The heartbeat's great." Um, my doctor's like, "Everything looks great. Um, I'll see you and see you in two weeks again. Come back into the office." So, um, so at that point, I was like, "Okay, you know, maybe this is it. You know, I'm feeling better now, less anxious." Um, so I schedule my 10-week appointment on – and it happened to be on Valentine's Day. I'm just like, now looking back, I don't know why the hell I did that Um, (laughs) because now it just ruined the day for me. Oh, (laughs) yeah. But um, I was just so anxious for that appointment just because of what happened the last um, 10-week appointment. The PTSD
0: is so real.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. And um, my husband the whole time was just like, you know, just think positive. Everything is going to be fine um, he had had a meeting or something. And my sister was like, do you want me to go? And I was like, no, you know, I'm going to be fine going by myself. I'm, I'm just gonna do blood work and see how it goes. Um, so I went in and my doctor, she knows how anxious I am. So the first thing she did was pull out the ultrasound machine. Um, and I didn't even think she was going to do that, but Um, She pulled it out because she's like, I know you're nervous, and I just want to reassure you that everything's going to be great. Um, So, again, she got it out. She's scanning my abdomen, and there she is making that face again. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, And she's like, I don't know. She's like, it looks like a bigger baby, but I'm just not seeing the blood flow to the baby and so I'm like I said out loud, I'm like, is this really happening again? Um and she's like, you know what, I'm I'm so sorry. And it looks that it looks that way. Oh, so I'm just like, oh my God. Um so they um sent me in for another high level ultrasound. I was able to get in right away. Um I had my husband and my sister come meet me there again. Um, just because I thought I should have some support. Um And, you know, so we got there and right as the picture came up, I could just see the dark area um, where the heartbeat should be and there was nothing. And so the text said, she's like, I'm sorry, I have to confirm the bad news. Um, So it looked like the baby had passed around eight weeks, two days again, this time. Um, So just sitting there, you know, I, just, I didn't even cry. I think I was just like, I knew this was going to happen. You know, I just totally jaded myself. Um, my sister was crying. I'm like, don't cry because you're going to make me cry. Um, but I just, I think I just was thinking the whole time something bad was going to happen. So it was almost like I expected it,
0: Mm -hmm. which
1: is sad. But again, uh, my doctor called me right after and she's like, okay, you know, what are you thinking you want to do? So I was like, you know, I I guess I'll have another DNC. Um, So she set it up for the next day. Um, And this time I knew what to expect. So I wasn't really nervous. Um, There was, again, no pain, no bleeding. Everybody was so nice um, at the hospital, which is great because sometimes they're like, oh, what are you here for? and You know, and so they're like, I'm sorry to see you back so soon again, (laughs) which, um, was nice that they, you know, were very thoughtful in saying that. And, um, so, you know, this time I was a lot less emotional. Um, I just, I kind of felt like I didn't really let myself get attached to this pregnancy. Um, and so this time after the DNC, we did opt to do genetic testing, um, on the baby just because I wanted to see what was going on. My doctor was like, well, you, you," she's like, you don't have to, but sometimes it can give you answers and make you feel better. So I did. Um, And then, so when I went in for my, my post-op appointment, um, she's like, well, we found something on the testing. And I said, okay. Um, And she said that, there was an extra chromosome 15. Um, So she's like, so it wasn't a viable pregnancy. And, um, you know, she's like, I thought that might give you some peace in, you know, this situation. And then she's like, do you want to know the sex? And I'm like, do I want to know? And so I, I said yes. And she's like, it was a boy. And so at that point, I was just like, I don't know how to feel about that. I think it did. You know what I mean? It's like, does it give you peace to know if it was a boy or girl, or do you feel like? Because I'm sure that connects you more. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah,
1: definitely. Because you think about names and all that, and it's
0: almost like, do you want to put your guard up and like not <laughs> feel those feels, or yeah. you know what I mean? That's
1: hard. Yeah. So I think, I think though, for me, it did help to get answers this time. Absolutely. It- and I'm glad that we did do the genetic testing. Um, so I just asked her going forward. I'm like, okay, is there anything that I have to do? Do we have to get genetic testing? You know, am I high risk now um, that I've had two miscarriages? And you know, I, it was kind of funny because listening to all your podcasts, I think I hear about all the stuff people did. I'm like, oh, do I need aspirin? Do I need progesterone? Do I yeah. <laughs> do I do I need my thyroid checked? Um, You know, because I am a nurse, but I don't, you know, that's not my area of expertise. I work with um, geriatrics. So just hearing people talk about all this stuff and she's like, no, you know, you're not at that point yet. But um, so you, she's like, you can just try again when you're ready. Um, But yeah, so it's been, you know, about a few months now. um, So I'm just trying to heal. I feel like I'm in a good place now. Um, And like I told you earlier, you know, this is like the first time I'm actually sharing my whole story. Um, I kept it a secret um, for most people except for, you know, the people that were there, you know, our parents and my sister and my husband. Um, You know, just really sharing it just thanks to you and all the other brave gals on here that helped me during my time. I I thought, you know, maybe my story can help someone else.
0: Absolutely. Um, It for sure is. Um, Why do you think you kept it a secret? And I'm just asking because I think it's so common.
1: I know. I don't know. I, I think honestly, because you feel ashamed. I don't know why you feel like that when you have a pregnancy loss. And it's almost like you have a secret and you don't want people to know. And I think too, like I was saying, is that I don't want people to feel sorry for me or be like, oh, you know, They lost two babies. I feel so bad for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't want that awkward conversation, I think, with people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why. But, you know, in sharing is just not about having people feel sorry for you, but just really um, putting it out there to know for other women to know they're not alone and that, you know, this is way more common than people think. Because I
0: think we keep it a secret because it's so silent, like nobody really talks about it, you know what I mean, therefore, we shouldn't talk about it
1: exactly, you
0: know? and I so, wouldn't
1: even you know look found any of this unless it you know it it didn't happen to me because yeah you know nobody people don't go out there searching for miscarriage podcasts or stories unless it's happened yeah, absolutely. So. Well, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. How do you feel after sharing? I I feel less nervous. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um. I think good. I mean, I'm ready to share. I just have had a lot of time to reflect about it, and yeah, you know, so I I'm feeling a lot better about it. Good. I know it's a, the reason why I started this podcast
0: is because. Um, I think story medicine is great, right? That's such Mm -hmm. an awesome way to heal is just to connect with other women who get it. And then I also think sharing is super healing for some of us, not for everybody. Um, But that's why I started this podcast too, because I'm like, I want people to have a platform to share on as well. Um, So there's two different ways we can heal through this platform, which is really nice. But if you had one piece of advice, I always ask everybody this, one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation as you, what would it be?
1: Yeah. um, I think I would say, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, You didn't do anything wrong. I personally spent a lot of time thinking back and wondering what I could have done differently. Um, And then again, like we've been talking about, everyone grieves in their own way. Um, and that's okay. However, you need to do it for yourself. Um, just know that you're not alone and don't be afraid to share your story, story when you're ready or if you ever are ready. Um, just to help bring awareness and support to others going through the same journey. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just imagine, like, if this can be a more common topic. Mm-hmm like how that's going to change the world if that ends up being the case, you know, like just so many more women knowing about it. And when it does happen to them, because it happens to one in four women, mm-hmm. you know, that they already don't feel alone. Like, cause that initial, like you don't know anybody that's gone through a miscarriage. At least I didn't when I right. went through mine and it's like, if I would have heard all of these stories beforehand, I think that I would have felt a lot better about it.
1: Yeah, me too, definitely. So,
0: thank you so much. Now, where if somebody does want to reach out to you and connect, where could they do that?
1: Um, probably on Instagram. My okay. handle is April Rose O'Brien. Okay, so you can find me there awesome yeah
0: and i will link that in the description of this podcast as well thank you again april
1: thank you so much shelly and um i think you're amazing for doing this podcast right you. congrats on your little rainbow too he's so adorable thank you so sure. i appreciate you taking me on to tell my story
0: yes i appreciate you for sharing thanks we'll talk so later.
1: much all right bye-bye